Well, good evening, uh, race fans of the internet. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Talking Dirt episode. What, what what are we on, Matt? Episode number eleven at this point. I think it's twelve. It's eleven or twelve, one or the other. I, I think Matt might be right though. So eleven or twelve, either way. Welcome to another episode of Talking Dirt here. Um, before we get into any of this episode, I want to just go ahead and let you guys or tell you guys happy uh, late uh, Independence Day. I know we're we're a couple days behind Independence Day, but happy 4th to, to everybody out there. Hope that it went well for you. Matt, we are um, in this part of the state. We are one day removed from the worst, hottest, muggiest day I think that I have ever felt in my entire life. Dude, I, I've... Oh, man, these last couple days with the weather has absolutely sucked for those guys that work out in the heat. So everybody else that works in the heat all day, yeah. um, I feel you right now. I had the worst day imaginable yesterday, and today wasn't hardly any better. Dude, this this weather right now is kicking my tail. I just hope by uh, by race day this weekend it's a, it's a little bit better. But uh, how's it looking on your end of the end of the uh, world, Matt? I know that y'all were down at the beach, and and, and it kind of it, it flooded down there the other day. All right, all right, all right. So it was raining cats and dogs. I mean, uh-huh. it was it was coming down. And, and what it came was down like, first, the cat or the dog? Uh, they had a three way tie. Three way. What, what's the third one? <laughs> I don't what know. else was coming down? Cats and dogs. Anyways, anyways. So, they, I, and there was lightning striking all over the place, and um, there was this group of people, and they stayed out there for at least an hour and a half. I mean, they didn't move. They was just out there, like it wasn't even, wasn't even raining. And with all the rain that was coming down and the lightning, I was like. And there was a there was a sheriff right there beside him. I figured uh-huh. you know maybe he could tell him to go in, but I don't know. Well, well I saw people Crazy having all people. kinds of fun up. Yeah, I saw people having all kinds of fun in that uh, monsoon they had down there, like people playing top golf during the rain and all. So yeah, those people were crazy. Uh, but everybody seemed to enjoy their their Fourth of July weekend. I know we had some fun, shot some uh, shot some old fireworks and and uh, gave the gave the neighborhood a show where we were, uh, but. Yeah, man. As as far as racing goes, though, I kind of toned out for a weekend. Although I did, I did watch a lot, but I didn't attend uh, any races in person this past weekend. But Matt, we still got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah. Although not much happening in in state here in South Carolina. I believe there was just one or two events uh, this past Saturday night. But dude, we got back to Thursday night to kick off. Uh, uh, Independence Day weekend. Excuse me. I want to say Memorial Day for some reason, but that was a month ago. I'm trying to trying to adjust here and and figure out which which holidays are which at this point. But uh, Thursday night uh, there was a big race in Kentucky with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series uh, at the Florence Speedway, and uh, I guess it was named the the Ralph Latham Memorial. Ralph Latham Memorial. Excuse me. Uh, that's all. Josh Rice go to uh victory lane there matt have, have you seen any of josh rice's work i know he's he's not predominant he's not very dominant or predominantly in this area but do you have any idea who that is yeah i found him on tiktok and obviously he blew up last year when mm-hmm. he had his uh motor issues at El yeah i was about to say that that's that's kind of the first time i was ever introduced to him uh, and actually he- I've, I've me and james have raced against him a time or two on uh our racing 
Yeah, that's another crazy thing about Ariston. You run into all kinds of yeah, all I mean, kinds of like big stars, dude. Trevor Bain the other day. Yeah, we did race with Trevor Bain at, at uh he, he joined one of our Darlington servers and I mean obviously I've run with you know the local guys Trent Ivy, Chris Ferguson, oh, yeah. uh Davenport a time or two. I remember I waxed Jonathan Davenport one time and that was a pretty cool feeling back when our racing was kind of shut down in middle yeah. of twenty twenty. Uh raced with oh, Davenport beat, a few times. I somehow um, beat Ricky Thornton the other week in a modified race. They, I mean the the list goes on. Yeah. Jimmy Mars I've raced with um uh, camera, uh, one of the Marlers. I don't remember if it was Mike's account or Cameron or whoever. Um, I mean, even they, the joiners. Yeah, we've I've raced with all the joiners, man. They, yeah. those those guys are sick. And speaking of the joiners, we're gonna talk about Joseph uh, a little while later. Yep. The old hunt the front crew. He he got he got into some action this past weekend. Um, but yeah, going back to Thursday night, Josh Rice, um, a guy who, as Matt stated earlier. Uh, ran into some bad luck. He was leading, I uh, believe it was the Dirtly Model Dream a couple years back and and had uh, motor issues late in the race. And that, that ruined his chance at a big payday. But he gets it done at, at his home track, the Florence Motor Speedway, up in Kentucky. He beats out Ricky Thornton Jr. Garrett Alberson, a good top three run. Uh, Jason Jamison, not very familiar with him. He'll come home fourth. Brandon Shepard rounds out the top five. I'm going to tell you what, though. Here we go with me saying that again. I'm sorry, guys. But anyways, uh, I was watching that race, and Dalton Wilson led well over half that race. I want to say well, he EP- led about 30, 30 laps of it. Well, yeah, but EPJ, EPJ almost had it in the bag there for a while, too. Earl Pearson Jr. Well, was... I, I'm going to be honest with you. After Dalton Dalton had his little incident, I I quit watching it. Oh, and the the other cool thing, if um, but here here's what messed him up though. What's that? He, that it it started raining, and he went down into the corner, hit hit a wet spot on the track, and slid up, and that's what let uh, Ricky Thornton get around him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And but if it wasn't for that, he would have won that race. I was about to say, I, dude, Dalton, Dalton Wilson. He he has surprised me a little bit in the last couple of weeks. He's coming a long way very quickly. Oh yeah. Um, so, I mean that, that first big win, it, it's definitely coming, but the, the cooler news here, um, Mav TV and flow racing have formed a partnership. So now all of the Lucas Oil Lake model dirt series races and a bunch of other stuff that were to be streamed on Mav TV are now on flow. So that kind of, I guess, consolidates some cost for a lot of people. And for me, especially, no. so that is absolutely great. Oh, don't you go on and say you got to buy the year. Come on. The, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, You have to buy the year subscription to watch all the races. But now, but now people don't have to have both Mav and Flow to watch these races. And I mean, dude. When you when you go in, when you really think about it, you've got Dirt Vision, you've got Flow, you've got Mav, you've got Speed Fifty One. Those are your four staples in the racing, racing streaming world. Racing, whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever it's called now. My but, thing is, no, no, no. All right, let me go through my thing. It's not that big of a deal. But what frustrates me is they could at least let me have a Flow subscription until it ran out, until my Mav ran out, because I got it in true. December. Yeah, and and that's the way it was back when Mav bought Lucas Old TV. Um, they let your subscription go until it ran out. So I I don't know why they're not doing that, unless it's also still being streamed on Mav TV, which I kind of think it is. Is it not? For now. For now, and probably until your uh your subscription runs out. But 
yeah, still really, really cool that those two have consolidated into one. So now instead of paying X, instead of paying say a hundred and something dollars a month for all the streaming platforms, you're just pay now paying 70, 65, 70 because one of them has merged with another and you can watch it all on flow now and do flow racing's taken over the game uh it's it's a cool company i've worked with them a couple of times on a broadcast at the track and other places flow's a very very cool company a lot of cool people to work with there so i'm, I'm glad that they are doing what they're doing and yeah man there's, there's there's some big things to come and, and hopefully you'll see Sumter speedway on there a couple more times um as well as other places i may end up working for in the future so yeah thursday night you had Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series at Florence Motor Speedway. Then, as far as late model racing goes, we jump ahead to Friday night. You had three mainstream races around here. You had, first off, uh, Ultimate Super Late Models. They were at the Livonia Speedway. You had Lucas Oil. I believe they headed head up to Ohio, go to Portsmouth. And you had Blue Ridge kicking off a three-day weekend at, I believe, what was it, County Line or Tri-County, Matt? I think it was Tri County. I, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure though. So I don't. Hold me Man, hey, it was one or the other. I'm about to go back and look and find out real quick. See if I can uh, pull that up. All right. So yeah, Blue Ridge uh, racing at Tri County on Friday night to round out your Friday night action. Uh, Matt, which one do you want to start with there? Because that's that's three very very uh, prominent races around here. Which one we start uh, with? Matt? Let's, let's let's go in order. It's going order. Right. We'll start at Tri-County. All right, so Tri-County with the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models. I believe 18 cars signed in for that one um, with, I believe, David Payne taking the win there. Yep, David Payne takes the win at Tri-County over Jamie Oliver, Matthew Dance, Nick Dietz with a good run. He'll finish in the fourth spot, and Dylan Watson rounded out the top five with Blue Ridge at tri-county raceway up in north carolina they were kind of all over the place this weekend you go from from tri-county which is way out there you come all the way back harrison gaffney are right beside each other or harrison cherokee rather right beside each other just about so yeah long trek in between but those last two races for blue ridge they drew a heck of a ton of cars and we'll talk about that in just a little bit up and in uh go to the great state of georgia for the livonia speedway they have the ultimate super late models in the house. 16 cars show up and getting his, I believe it'll be third win in a row with ultimate was kid quick. Zach Mitchell. Remember he, he uh, wanted something. Was it a second in a row, third on the year, second in a row, third on the year for, uh, for Zach Mitchell. I believe so. Yeah. So, I think, I think it's four or heck four or five wins now i don't know zach mitchell's been on a tear dude yeah i'll try and go back and check it later but uh yeah zach mitchell he breaks out uh I believe he re-breaks out a, a car with the uh the patriotic rap for the fourth of july uh remember he won a couple weeks ago at sumter i believe this was a totally different car that he brought out for this weekend he'll beat out brent dixon uh dale Thames a solid run finishing third at livonia clay knight last year's ultimate super late model champion he'll finish in the fourth spot adam yarborough good run he'll finish in fifth shout out to kenny collins he finished sixth cody overton he'll finish in the seventh spot and i believe yep 16 cars would go on to finish that race Matt, livonia a place that we don't really give love to all that often because it's kind of out of our uh scope of racing but that's dude that's a nice little track man 
don't yeah, know if you've ever really there. seen some stuff from there, but Livonia, really nice place. I've only seen it through video, but yeah, it, I mean, it looks like a fun track. All right, sorry about that. I had to take a, a momentary pause there. But yeah, talking about Livonia, that's a place I've never been to. I want to get down there so desperately. Dude, that place looks like a blast. I remember it, it's it's a tricky looking little track, though, because I don't know, Matt, if you remember about a year ago now, the, the Dryden series in the wintertime, they went there. Remember when uh, Kyle Strickler, I think he set fast time his first lap, second lap, he knocked the freaking yep. door off of it. I think that was wall. two years Did, ago, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one of those places that, that have those crooked-looking walls that can just reach out and grab you from any direction. That place is nuts, dude. I really, really enjoy watching racing from there and hope to get up there one of these days. But yeah, that was Ultimate's Friday night over at Livonia. Uh, some other classes that raced on the night as well. You had Stock Forge running a feature with uh, Randy Boshears taking the win. Zach Cox, I believe, is not our Zach Cox, different Zach Cox. This is Stock Forge. He'll finish second. Nick Fulcher rounds out the top three there. 602 Thunders in action as well. 17 cars for the Thunder Series. Uh, Paris Simmons goes victory lane. Uh, Rolls Royce Bray comes home second. Bailey Lowe third. Larry Timms, Michael Smith round out the top five. Sharp Mini late models in the house. Only four cars show up for the Sharp Mini late models. Mitchell Godfrey takes the win over Keith Thompson, Jacob Horton, and Hunter Aiken. Uh, they had a stock eight feature as well. Eight or eight cars took the green flag. Drew Griffith beats out Bradley Jones and David Dove for your top three. Round out the night, they had Thunder Bomber action with Benji Knight taking victory at La Livonia Speedway over Dylan Chapel and Ricky Bogan. Again, that was Livonia on Friday night. We'll jump up to Ohio on Friday night as well. Uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series in attendance. See how many cars signed in here because it was a heck of a car count for the uh, Lucas Oil Late Models, I believe. Actually, 30 cars, so a good solid car count for Lucas Oil at Portsmouth on Friday night. 45-lap main event. Saw Ricky Thornton Jr., Take the checker flag first here, Matt. So I got you were talking about had a good run Friday night. Got into it with Dalton a little bit. Goes to victory lane on or on a uh, excuse me Thursday night. Goes to victory lane on a Friday night with Lucas Oil. Ricky Thornton Jr. He's he's been very very solid so far this year after stepping into that ride last season. Yeah, he he's getting the hang of it. He's he's coming along pretty quick. I mean, he he kind of blew up on the late model scene. Yeah, he first, did. And I didn't know who Ricky Thornton was, and then next thing you know, bam, he's in your face with it. Well, you didn't watch enough uh, modified racing, must have been, because he was one of those modified uh, hot shoes, like up there with the Hoffmans of the world and Mike McKinney's and all those. And he jumps into a late model and picks it up very quickly. And let's see, Tim McCready finishes second, Hudson O'Neill, EPJ, Dalton Wilson round out the top five. How about that? Good drive for. For young 18D there, Brandon Shepard just outside of the top five. believe still holding the uh, points lead uh, for the, the Ultimates. Or not Ultimates, excuse me, Lucas Oil. That'd be crazy. Imagine Brandon Shepard running the Ultimate Tour. That'd be I mean, yeah. nuts, dude. <laughs> that would be nuts. Yeah. So we stick with um, we stick with Friday night. Actually, no, we don't because that's everybody on Friday night. Man, I'm all over the place, Matt. Excuse me. 
it's been a rough week, dude. This weather and everything else has yeah. absolutely tormented me so far this week, and we're only two days into the work week. This is going to be a struggle as we get towards the weekend. Got some big stuff coming up on my neck of the woods and your neck of the woods um, this coming weekend. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. But for right now, let's talk a little bit about Saturday night. We'll we'll stick close to the roots this uh, to start it off. We'll talk a little bit about Lawrence County Speedway. They had a a full uh, full night of racing on what was for, uh, Saturday night, then July 2nd, excuse me. On July 2nd, they had a full night of racing. Thunder Bomber main event, Dylan Chapels goes to victory lane over Dan Lawson and Chris Patterson. Uh, Monster mini stock main event, Stacey Brock uh, beats TJ Teal and Ricky Rule to the line. Thunder Bomber Futures, Ricky Phillips, Justin Rand, Chris Stewart, your top three. 602 Crate Late Model sees Brad Rachel's go to Victor Lane over Luke Cooper and Chucky Duncan, your top three. Uh, Young Guns, Aiden Hodges beats out Carson Taylor. Front Wheel Drives, Travis Jamison, excuse me, goes to Victor Lane. CJ Smith, Chris Hield in the third spot and Limited Late Models. Only four cars show up. Frank Coates goes to Victor Lane. Once again, they're at the Lawrence County Speedway. Uh, sticking with Saturday night, or yeah, sticking with Saturday night here, uh, Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models would be at Harris Speedway. And in that main event, Matt, take a guess at who won that one. Uh, Matthew Nance. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Matthew Nance beats out Scott Shirey, Steve Banal, Nick Dietz, and Alex Hendren. Your top five for night two of three for the three days of thunder with the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models. Um, guys, excuse me if I if I sound a little off. I got some sinus drainage going on right now. It's a, it's a little hectic, but it is what it is, I and we'll carry been, on. Yeah, I really really hope not, especially ahead of a big race weekend like we got here. Um, but yeah, 22, 23 cars took the green flag at Harris for the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models on Saturday night. So that was a really good showing for them. Other features from Harris Crate Sportsman, Tanner Fortune goes to Victor Lane over Taylor Johnson. Kevin Patterson rounding out the top three there. Front wheel drives, a lot of front wheel drives in action. Scott Kleinger beats out Tyler Caps. Hunter Anthony, your top three. Uh, in the Futures race, Walt Waddell beats out Josh Mathis and Joey Powell, your top three. Thunder Bombers there as well. Brandon Satterfield, Stetson Todd, Tyler Abernathy, your top three in that one. Young Guns, Preston Kelly, Caden Presnell, Randy Clark, your top three. And round of the night, Pierce Stocks saw Nathan Pierce go to Victor Lane over Mickey Brock and Ray Hudson. Now, another race we got to talk about from Saturday night, another Lucas Oil race. They Remember, they, they ran three days as well this past weekend. Yeah, on a prelim night, they ran three features. Ah, and then on the Freedom 60, which was gotcha. Sunday night, Brandon Shepard won, O'Neill, Herb, or Tyler Herb. Oh, okay. I, I, see, oh, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Okay, okay. Basically, sure. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, on Saturday night, Lucas Oil Elite Model Dirt Series night one of two at Muskingum County Speedway. I ain't never heard of this one. This must this is this one's way out there, Matt. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I don't know if anybody listening's ever heard of it, but yeah, it looked like a cool track. Saw some of it on flow on night one of the the Freedom 60. They ran three separate 
uh, super late model main event. Sure winners in that were uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. over Hudson O'Neill in a main number one, a main number two. Saw Brandon Shepard beat out Spencer Hughes and Ashton Winger. And a main number three for the prelim night, Tyler Erb beats out Devin Moran and Garrett Alberson for that feature. Um, and then on the second night there, they again raced Sunday at Muskingum County Speedway. 60-lap main event for the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series. And that one saw, if it'll pull up here, Brandon Shepard take victory there, extending his points lead over Hudson O'Neill, Tyler Erb, Tim McCready, Dalton Wilson, another top five. So you talk about your boy from right around the same neck of the woods there, Matt Dalton Wilson really starting to, to get up there with these with these top drivers in the country. Brandon Overton, sixth-place finish. Um, let's see. Freddie Carpenter actually went down there and race. He finishes in the 19th spot. Tyler Carpenter finished in the 22nd spot. We hadn't showed, we hadn't got any Tyler Carpenter love on the show here. I don't think at all, really. Uh, but, well, he but don't, -Car, he don't, he don't race he that races. much. Well, I don't think he races around here, you know, ever. That much. There, there was that one time he came down to Lancaster and, and put on a heck of a show, and since then hadn't been down to the southeast. He's come to Cherokee at too. all. Oh, has he? Yeah, he, I, I he was driving. It was like a thirty-two car, or something like that. Thirty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Air Max car back when you had that ride. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. And I, that that was a couple of years ago. And sticking with uh, with Sunday, we'll talk about another Saturday race. We'll do a little watch along here in just a little bit. Sticking with Sunday, the Robbie Weaver Memorial at uh, Cherokee Speedway up in Gaffney, South Carolina, Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models in the house. See how many cars they actually had here, because it was a heck of a turnout for Blue oh, Ridge yeah. cars. Actually, no, it wasn't. Oh man, I thought it was way more. They only got twenty showing up on uh on my huh. race pass, so I guess twenty cars show up for the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models. I could have sworn it was twenty four or field. more. Yeah, still a really good field for for local late model racing with everything else that was going on in the world. I promise you that. But um, let's see here, a feature for the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models. Uh, and Matt, Matt, you were absolutely correct. Matthew Nance outlasts the field. I was expecting uh, Cody Overton to show up. Yeah, they, they put up a, yeah they put up a, a confirmation post for him, but he, he ended up not showing up. Uh, but Matthew Nance takes victory over Steve Benal, Greg Clark, Jesse Rocket, a top four finish. Robbie Bailey rounds out the top five. Scott Shirey, uh, special shout out. He finishes seventh. How about Banks Johnson finishing in the eighth spot? Good run for him. Yeah. Um, Justin Mintz had a decent starting spot, but unfortunately does not finish the race. Uh, J Justin Mintz, glad to see him travel a little bit. Just got the 525 back in the car after he ran that race at Sumter a couple of weeks back. And to see him put on, uh, put on a good race with the Blue Ridge guys up at Cherokee. That was, that was a sight to see. So yeah, I wish that, uh, I hope Justin, I hope Justin comes around to race this week and I want to see you go up against him. Uh, but oh, let's yeah. talk some other races here from Gaffney on Sunday. Uh, Mitchell Duval he wins in street stocks. Blake Bentley second. Blake Pryor third. Dalton PV Josh Hoots round out the top five. Uh, Six oh two modified sees T Stephen Padula go to victory lane once again. Daniel Allen, uh, Kevin Pongrazio round out the top three in that one. Uh, Extreme four in the house. Justin Harris beats out Scott Cloninger. Newman Presnell, Dan Benson, Trenton Jameson, your top five in that one. Uh, Mid-East Thunderbombers in action. Madison Hoots, victory lane for him. Terry C. 
Tyler Abernathy, Mark Tau, Brandon Satterfield round out the top five in that one, and Pure Stock. Uh, this was pretty cool, Matt. We saw a driver get his 500th career win uh, this wow. past Saturday, past Sunday night at Cherokee. Showtime Nathan Pierce in car ST7. 500 career victories, so congratulations to Showtime. Uh, been a joy to see some of his races, some of his wins, and 500 is a big, big number around these parts yeah, of the country. Is. So congratulations to Showtime. Uh, Ray Hudson second, Justin Wyant finishes in the third spot. Matt, did I miss anything before we talk about the uh, the one we're going to do a little watch-along with? Not that I'm aware of. Well, before before we get into the watch-along, let's talk a little bit about what's coming up this weekend. Obviously, a couple of uh, couple of big races going on. Lancaster Motor Speedway, they're going to host the Ultimate Super Late Models once again. $7,500 to win in that one. So going to be a big night up at the big half mile. My buddy Matt Wheeler going to be on the call for all the local stuff. Blake Harris going to be there for all of the ultimate super late model stuff. So I hope they have a good turnout. Uh, Fayetteville Motor Speedway actually hosting a uh, big event this weekend as well. Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models in the house for them. Up just across the state line up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I believe Cherokee back in action this weekend as well. Lawrence County regular show. Um, let's see, what else we got? Oh, yeah, the big one, Sumter Speedway this Saturday night. Uh, we got Modifieds in the house for the second time this year, this time being the Southeastern Modified Tour. They're in the house for $750 to win a series points event. Also, all local classes. I believe Matt's going to be in action in the late model division, so you're not going to want to miss that. Come on out to uh, Sumter Speedway this Saturday. <laughs> And uh, Matt, are you excited for this one? You haven't raced in a couple of weeks, and you've been telling me for the past couple of weeks that that you you're really confident heading into this one. Yeah, I mean, you got the car handling at least halfway decent. I mean, mm -hmm. we can get it to work at Sumter. We got the you know we got the notes there and all. Um, but I I'm just ready to get back to a track that I know. You know what I mean? Oh, I hear you. Yeah. So. You know, maybe I can go run good, run up front, and but build the confidence back up a little bit, heading back back into the you know the second half of this Mid East Point series. Well, buddy, I, I can tell you, you're going to have your work cut out for you, depending on who shows up. Because oh yeah, Taylor, Taylor Wood, Taylor Wood looks like he's coming back. He's got the side spoiler on the car now, and uh, he told me that that he is very very excited to be back at Sumter Speedway. You got to contend with James Murphy. James has been great so far this year. One of our near near and dear friends. Uh, if, if Terry Caples and David Linville show up, you know, you, you got your work cut out for you this weekend, depending on on all who all shows up. Excuse me. So, uh, yeah, good luck to you. Hey, maybe Austin Mint shows back up a couple of weeks following a a top five with a six hundred two crate motor against super late models. So, you never know what you're in store for. So, y'all come check us out. Uh, on Saturday at the Sumter Speedway here in beautiful Sumter, South Carolina. Well, I say beautiful, but dude, it's like I said earlier in the show, it's been hot. Uh, hopefully, the weather is on air condition. At the dang right. Uh, hopefully, this weekend weather cooperates a little bit better, and I'm not feeling like poo poo as we head into the weekend. But uh, now, Matt, let's, let's kind of turn our attentions here in the program. I sent you a video earlier. It is a yeah. full race replay. Um, from this past Saturday or past, yeah, Saturday night at Sonoya. First, let's talk a little bit about Sonoya. I don't know if you've ever gotten the chance to go there, but dude, when I tell you, it is 
one of the baddest tracks I have ever been to in person, man. You just pull up to this place, and you you get the feel of a great racing surface, a great place to race. It's it's one of those dream tracks, and there there's a couple in that area, like obviously Sonoya, like Screven was one of those places. Oglethorpe was a really nice venue to go to. This place super super nice. Um, the track no, I've only is seen always videos. glass. And I've, only seen I, vid- I've only seen videos of it, and from what I can tell, it it looks like they are on ice late in the night. You dang right. And but when I tell you, their track surface is probably my favorite in the entire country, dude. That the black gumbo clay is. Oh, yeah. There's just something different about it, man. It just puts on tremendous racing from the bottom of the racetrack all the way up to the wall. And when I tell you that these boys were bouncing off the wall to try and make up some ground, it uh it, it definitely happened. But real quick before we get into this, man, you sent me something today that it made me laugh a little bit. So you raced Charlotte this this uh the last time that they raced. Now right. that was what, three months ago at this point? I don't even know. Something it's somewhere like around it's like two or three months at this point, and they just now finally sent you your payment for that race, right? Well, the thing about it is I didn't even know that there was a non-qualifier pay. So I didn't even try to go get it uh, when we left from Charlotte. Uh-huh. Uh, I just We just loaded up and went home, and I wasn't even aware of it. So, I mean, I ain't complaining about it. Well, but, but still, that's the, I know it was, it was kind of like a nice little bonus midway through the week, wasn't it? But yeah. that's the one thing about the, those, like big corporation owned tracks and events and stuff is they don't pay you on the spot. Like your local tracks do like Sumter and every other track in South Carolina, those tracks and events, they will do it like a literal paycheck. And some of these guys get taxed on their stuff. And yeah, it's, it's just a little weird to me that they do it that way and just not give you cash when you leave. But I mean, those are, I guess, ultra legitimate businesses so they have to go through all the leaps and jumps and hops and skips and whatever else to make sure everybody gets paid legitimately but i just i just found that kind of funny that you raced there three months ago and they just now paid you this week oh that was that was kind of nuts to me but i've heard it from uh from announcer friends that i have that have worked like uh dirt track world championship events and stuff like that you don't get paid to like three weeks later and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be doing uh, any of those shows anytime soon. Not that I'm good enough to, but I mean, just in general, I don't know if I'd, uh, if I do one of those anytime soon. Hey dude, I got turned down the hardest one time. Uh, whenever the Bristol dirt nationals first popped up, I was like, Hey, oh, yeah. I want some, uh, I, I texted all you talked about. I texted all dude. I was, I, I told you, I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna make it happen. And, uh, I, I sent a, an email with my resume to, uh, the dude that, that ran it and I never heard anything back and it kind of hurt my ego just a little bit, but we, uh, I think I'm gonna stick to the local tracks for, for yeah. now. But, uh, yeah, dude, that, that was kind of a, a kick in the pants, but I'll, I'll get over it as time goes on. But back to, uh, what we, what we were talking about originally, let's, we're going to do something, um, brand new to the podcast. We're going to do a little bit of a watch along. If you guys care to participate with us and all you have to do to participate in the watch along is, uh, Clock on to uh, Facebook, log on to Facebook, and search up the the uh, group, I believe it is. Yeah, um, Jennifer's Dirt Life Live. Now, this is a, a lady who 
Uh, she attends Sonoya Raceway, I believe, just about every single weekend that they run. And she actually films these races and puts them up on Facebook from a spectator's point of view. And for Meet Matt, it was a lot better watching it like this because on the, the Flow Racing broadcast, no hate to Flow or anybody, but they've the cameraman just focused on the leader the whole time. And that's kind of what irks me about a lot of these, yeah. um, a lot of the the video promotions, like the live events and stuff, is you've got Blake or, or Dwayne Keith or me or whoever else talking about action that's all over the racetrack from, you know, second place on back, but your cameraman is focused on the leader the entire time. I just, that's one of those things that kind of throws me off from the whole watching live stream thing. But yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer did a great job of, uh, of filming just about everything. And she got my boy Banjo Duke uh, in quite a few shots. David was up there racing, I believe, his first trip to Sonoya this, this year. Kind of surprised us all. Nobody thought that he was going anywhere to race this weekend. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know um, nothing about it. I had no idea until Saturday. He texted me and told me he was on his way to Sonoya. But, um... Yeah, dude, he, he went up there by himself. It was David, his wife, and their baby. And it, it was just like old times for him, I suppose, because he was doing just about everything. I kind of feel bad for him that he didn't really tell me he was going because I, I would have made the five-hour journey journey on my own just to give him some help. But oh, yeah. um, he decided to go over there by himself, um, comes out, qualifies, or in hot laps he wasn't. He wasn't what I would expect from David at Sonoya because he's been really good there in the past. Um, in hot laps, I believe he was 17th out of about 23 cars. Uh, comes back in, and he, from what he told me, made wholesale adjustments, changed just about everything on the car, and it worked a little bit better in qualifying. He was fifth in group two, uh, which put him at a 10th place starting position for a 50-lap feature at Sonoya, I believe. Excuse me, I think it was actually 40, 40 lap feature. That's yeah, annoying. $4,000 to win. Uh, front row was Zach Mitchell alongside, I want to say, Joseph Joyner. Yeah. If I'm right about that. Yeah, Joseph Joyner alongside Zach Mitchell. Um, shout out to Hunt the Front. Those guys do a fantastic job. Actually, Matt, if you go back and I don't know if you sent me this. Yeah, I did. Go back and watch the latest Hunt the Front video, my boy Banjo. With that big old talking dirt logo on the side of that car, got some airtime on Hunt the Front, so that that meant a lot to us. Um, so if you watch Hunt the Front and haven't watched us before, we're about to get our YouTube back rolling. Just go on YouTube and look up Wicked Fabrication, uh, and you'll find our channel right there. Trying to get that back rolling if I can start traveling with them a little bit more here in the near future. But back to Sonoya, uh, qualifies 10th overall. He'll start outside pole for the feature, and then Matt, right before this feature, I saw it on flow. They did legitimately a 10 minute fireworks segment and it was most one of the most beautiful things that i've ever seen in my life so if you guys got the chance to see that um pretty exciting stuff Lo love fireworks at a racetrack and for them to go out of their way on july 4th weekend to do uh, an extravagant uh fireworks display like that was pretty cool to see but uh speaking of fireworks matt i'm, I'm gonna get off topic here so we can we can get to a, get some time in here before we start this uh start this reaction to this video but did y'all do any fireworks or anything fun for this fourth of july holiday well okay so sunday was my last day of quarantine so monday i could right. you know go and do so i went down to the beach and um 
we we sat on on the beach and watched a, a bunch of fireworks. They they were going off nonstop. You look to your left, they're going off. You look to your right. So I mean, it it was pretty cool, pretty fun. Yeah, that's what's. I mean, we we did just about the same. Uh, dude, there was a um. So I was up uh, around the the just above Lancaster and, and they had this parade 4th of July parade dude when I tell you this was the most redneck experience I have ever had in my life these these dudes were in souped up side-by-sides and razors and heck even old trucks and stuff as long as they put an American flag on the vehicle somewhere they would let them in the parade it was the most redneck thing that I have ever been a part of in my life but I loved every single second of it um so yeah that, that was my 4th of July and then we had a birthday party for uh, my little nephew boy, he was turning two, so that was that was pretty cool to see there. Now, if I could find, there was a race last night up at With Raceway that I want to talk about really, really quickly. Uh, with Raceway, of course, in West Virginia, with the Southern All Star Dirt Racing Series. This was pretty cool because I noticed that Joseph Joyner had made the trek from Georgia all the way to West Virginia to race with the Southern All-Stars. I'm pretty sure he might be in their points hunt, so that would explain it. But it was just pretty cool pretty cool to see somebody from Florida go all the way up to uh go yeah. all the way up to with to race there. But in that one I saw uh local guys uh Jake Hawkins go to victory lane over Max Blair. Max Blair actually started this one on the pole, had a great lead and then popped a tire. Um and I don't think the tire wear, like track wise, was really an issue. But I have heard from from With and some of those other mountainous tracks before that they have uh, rocks that develop or that come up in the the clay, and that's yeah. what pops tires. And so that kind of makes sense. That I think it was two or three guys almost at one like simultaneously had flats. That that included, I believe, Tyler Herb and Kyle Strickler, um, who were both some of the were both top five starters in this race and they pulled off way early from flat tires. Um, but yeah, uh, Jake Hawkins goes to victory lane. Max Blair finishes second, Zach Dome third, Carson Ferguson, fourth place finish. Uh, Ricky Williams rounds out the top five there for a hundred lap race last night or a couple nights ago. Now that was on uh, Monday night on July 4th up at the, uh, with raceway for the Southern all-star dirt late model series. So uh, that was a pretty cool event, but now Matt, uh, it is time. Let's go ahead and get this watch along started here. If you've got that, uh, if you guys out there have got that video from uh, Jennifer's Dirt Life Live pulled up from Sonoya Raceway this past Saturday night, Matt, have you got it? Yeah. All right. So let's let's kind of just watch this along. I'm going to put it on mute, and we're just going to watch and give commentary as things are happening here. And we'll skip to the. Let's see here, because she goes through the whole four wide salute. So let's skip to the. I'm tracking it right now. All right, Matt, go to one minute and 30 seconds and let me know when you get there. All right. So we're at one minute and 30 seconds. Obviously, you see there, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Zach Mitchell and Joseph Joyner on the front row. Well, that's one of the Knowles and I believe the 421 of Anthony Sanders right there beside him. This is without having uh, timing and scoring pulled up here. Just trying to base who these guys are off of looking at the car. I see Michael Page there in the top six. Uh, Banjo back there in 10th. Yep. As actually Michael Page starting 7th. Banjo started 10th right there, as you see on your screen. So if you're at 1 minute 30 seconds with us, we'll go ahead and press play in 3, 2, 1. 
So here we see Matt. They're they're coming off of turn number four to take the green. Joseph Joyner picks a very very um, different line than what I was expecting to see, but he he had a good run. And then back behind him, dude, look at this. These guys beating and banging off each other already. Three a wide. Bumpy through the middle of one and two. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bumpy through the middle of one and, and three two. and four. Yeah, but dude, this place it it provides awesome racing. Is she kind of oh, focused yeah. on on banjo there for a little bit? But right in front of him, dude, three wide behind him, three wide. You saw Anthony Sanders get down on some uh, on some rough stuff at the bottom of the track, and he started hemorrhaging spots. But already, we're only like a lap and a half in here, and Zach Mitchell coasting. Oh, look at – yeah, Michael Page got way up into the wall there. Yeah, Michael Page up into the wall as he continues to hard charge. He gets around Anthony Sanders here in turns three and four as they clicked off another lap. But look at that man already on the move. There goes Banjo. He, he Me and him had a conversation – directly following the race and I was asking him, you know, what did he change? Cause in, in hot laps and stuff, the car looked a little rough, I'll admit. And he told me what he did. I'm not going to share all the secrets here, but he completely changed the setup to something that he used to run way back in the day as uh, on the screen now for, for Matt and I should be, I think it's that 44 Dalton cook got in the mix there behind them guys still two and three wide. So man, you can't say that track wasn't wide. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Two wide racing, got them at the top, at the bottom. Dang right, is Zach Mitchell? Zach Mitchell was working in a lap traffic mat here at like lap five. Dude was on a like in another level, another time zone on a rail. He's got it going on right now, man. He Dude, really he, he, you're absolutely right. He really does. From uh, so this made it what three wins in a row for Zach Mitchell. He he has a comfortable points lead now, as he right there was pulling up the back of. Uh, I believe that was a 42 Doug Sanders. And she just kind of panned right there and saw Michael Page go up underneath the 421. Oh, right into him. Wow. I didn't even see that on the on the live broadcast right into Anthony Sanders. And this goes back to what you were talking about earlier. Instead of just focusing on the leaders, go to where the action is. Exactly. Like At this on time. Our racing, when, when, when I'm spectating on our racing, I, I'll go to most exciting. I don't go to leader. I don't go to whatever. I look at my to, boys. Most excited. Yeah, he's coming up there. Look at my boy stretching it three wide there underneath uh, Michael Page and, and the nine car. And he he just kind of followed Michael for a little bit. But you see that right rear damage on Michael Page's 18 car. He was he was a little bit toast after this one as uh, Banjo presses Anthony Sanders. And then behind them, guys were, were starting to charge. And another guy that was charging you, we just saw him in our screens here. Clay Knight started at the back of this field um, and had some work to do. And you'll see later on, he did he did the dang thing, did uh, Clay Knight, last season's ultimate champion. And now now it's showing Zach Mitchell starting to get into some lap traffic, David fighting with, with Michael Page. Michael Page. Lip. Dude, that's what I'm saying, dude. He was, he was on it, man. But I believe this is about the point where Michael Page decided he'd had enough as he gets up just about into Dalton Cook. And she continues to just show battles all over the speedway. That 28 car you just saw was Taylor Puckett. He raced with us down at Sumter a couple of weeks ago, and Zach Mitchell continues to chop off car after car here. But, dude, Mitchell might have dominated, but this was a fantastic feature as we're watching it here. I believe at this point, Joyner might be riding still in the second spot. Behind yeah, him is one of the Knowles in car 22, or in car 66, excuse me. In car 22, I'm not quite sure who that is off the top of my head, but he had a good ride as well. But, yeah, Joseph Joyner, he's – 
they got so much so much support for him. He's he's one of those guys we like to watch, and it was just cool to see him come to Sonoya and and mix it up with with these guys here with the Ultimates and put on a good show for the people watching on YouTube. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately for him, didn't have a great night up at with on Monday with the Southern All Stars. But here at Sonoya, he was putting on a show, man. I thought he was going to be able to get around Zach a time or two, but uh, David was telling me after the race. So, for for these guys up front, it's all about clean air for like Zach Mitchell and them. Right. Because when you when you have that clean air, you're just able to pull away from people so quickly. There's, as you see, uh, David I believe battling with Dalton Cook at that point of the race. I think Dalton had gotten around him, and then behind him, all kinds of people uh, throwing shots there. Brian Ledbetter in car 07. That's where Anthony Sanders kind of started to fall off the pace just a little bit, and you see Clay Knight still coming up through it. Um, and he ended up with a great finish to Clay Knight. I was super surprised and uh, happy for that Georgia native. But there you go, three wide. Look at that, Matt. Mm. Going into the corner, too. That's You usually don't see that going into a corner. Like a glove. Absolutely. And Mitchell, dude, Mitchell was on it, dude, just working through lap traffic. You don't hardly see that anymore. Just killing lap traffic. He's almost three wide mm. on lap cars. Goodness. A little right in front of him, dude. A hornet's nest of cars right in front of race leader Zach Mitchell there. Never that's, slipped up or nothing. That's what you know. No, he man. did not. Good race, I believe man. this is about the time where, where we do see, I believe, one or two cautions from this race. But there's um, one of the Knowles. I want to say that's Dylan Knowles, but I'm not 100% sure who was riding in the third spot there working through lap traffic there's as well. Of, there's cool. a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Knowles. There's, there's a lot of right there riding in fifth at that point or fourth. I do believe move over flag flying like crazy. But yeah, Michael Page, look at that spoiler damage from Michael Page. That was nuts to because he, he got into one car and then smacked a wall once or twice. And yeah, dude, I love these shots. I wish that those broadcasters would, would do this kind of stuff. Just keep it on the corner, watch some cars go by and then follow a battle. As a joiner was in heavy like dude, look oh, at yeah, that. Yeah, I, I I saw that in the video. I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of nuts. Joseph Jordan yeah. gets bottled down by uh, four cars right there. Good. You got a little nervous there. Oh, yeah, I would have too, dude. Oh, my gosh, I'd have gotten nervous. And the funny he, thing, he's going to do it again. Here, here's something funny. The two cars in front of him are the exact same reps. They are. Yeah, I do see that now. I do see it now. <laughs> they are, dude. Oh, my and gosh. He, he just drives it right through the middle of them. And there David was battling with uh, Michael Page. Uh, for fifth, he he got the best of Page because Michael Page ends up pulling in here. I think he yeah. realized that he had a ton of damage. So David was just kind of coasting at this point. Clay Knight still moving up through the field. I believe that's Anthony Sanders right there in front of him. Um, but as, as she shows, uh, Page pulling into the pits and then back to your lead cars as everybody's working through lap traffic, dude. That that was kind of nuts just to see them have to move maneuver around all these cars and at that point look Zach Mitchell's labbed all the way up to like seventh I believe in this race yeah and this is before yeah, call he, he ain't far behind Banjo no he's not I mean Banjo is great in his own right but dude Zach Mitchell is on yeah. a monster monster streak right now is there's the caution uh, here on the speedway and that that would uh, restack them repack them there. As I believe she'll jump straight to it. Maybe not, actually. Let's see here. 
Look how shiny that track is, man. Dude, that that track is shiny. It's beautiful, man. I'm telling you, you need to go there at least once I in your racing career. They run six oh fours, dude. Yeah, I know they um I know they got a great race in USA race coming up. That that would be a nice one to attend. I uh, doubt I go. <laughs> doubt you. I, well, for you, it's probably like a seven-hour ride, so I don't blame you, like at all. Um, but Jay, you do have a, a nice little racing schedule coming up here. If you race at something this week, you're you're off for middies for quite a while. So, are are there uh, any other tracks that you're thinking about traveling to uh, while we have some downtime here? Depending on all the circumstances, I might go back to something again the following week. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Five what hours. Anoya's five hours. Okay, yeah, it's about five hours for me as well, so I guess it's a straight shot more or less for you um, for those five hours. But what about, like, uh, Gaffney? Do y'all do y'all go back there at all this year? Yeah, that's our next Mideast race. Um, we go July 23rd, so here in so it's, two, two, three weeks. So it's Gaffney, then Lancaster, then what? Uh, Let me pull it up. Come on, man. Get up, get on the top of your head. But while you're doing that, we just saw a car go across the screen now to the backstretch. Uh, how about joining joining the joiners? Yeah, that's, a, that's a weird one to say. Joining the joiners at Sonoya was uh, Bo Slay. Uh, he had a good little ride there, too. He was in the top ten battling. As I believe they're going to double them up here. Banjo goes to the outside of the 66 of Knowles, as Jennifer so greatly uh, filmed there. Nope, not to double file yet. So I'll let Matt, did you find the uh, schedule? What you got coming up? I'm almost, I'm almost to it. Oh man, come on, Matt. Wasting time. I'm almost to it. So Matt's almost there, but, but speaking of Banjo, I'm going to try and, uh, like I said, going to try and start up the, uh, the YouTube stuff again with him. So we have Wicked Fabrication back in the mix. I'm um, also trying to talk him into racing some super stuff later this year. Uh, Cherokee Speedway just announced uh, yesterday that they're running another ultimate race in October, the fall brawl up at Cherokee. That's going to be ten grand to win, so I'm hoping that we are in attendance for that one. All right, um, so well, July, we got. 20, July 23rd is at Cherokee, and the next one's August 20th at Lancaster. Mm-hmm. And then we got a uh, two-night show. We go to back to Cherokee on September 30th. And then the next day we go over to 311 on October 1st. And then the last race is going to be at friendship on October 15th. Oh, okay. So they, do they race? They seem to race friendship a lot in that series. Yeah. But I mean, it's a, dude, it's a fun track. It's a fun track. And I'm hoping that, uh, friendship also does their North Carolina state championship, uh, this season and runs, runs 10 grand to win supers because if they do i'm going to try and uh try and get david and all them up there for that one that that was a fun race to watch last year i think that's that october 15th night it should be it should definitely be because yeah i'd love to get back up to friendship again that place is nuts as i believe matt we've stalled enough coming back to green in the video we're watching here zach mitchell leads them all down look at look at boy banjo look at that boy banjo trying to sneak it in there into the third spot just about but now he got up to fourth here and then behind him, dude, just a hornet's nest of cars, man. I I swear, this was one of the coolest races to watch. Um, I, I love watching Sonoya uh, in person, but just something like this, just to see the grand scale of it, 
wider than your eyes could go is uh, pretty cool. Is that 03 car, I'm not quite sure who it is. I wanted to say it was David Yandel, but I don't think that David Yandel had put uh, a new wrap on his cars. I know I know Yandel was an 03, but I think he's still got the same wrap on it, and I haven't seen him at all this year, so that's unfortunate. But there you see, dude, these battles are everywhere, side by side, all the way around Sonoya, dude. Anthony Sanders started to fall back just a little bit. Taylor Puckett up into the top 10 is a good run for him. And at this point, David was up to the fourth spot, but something's yeah, going to happen. Think, um, <laughs> I think, I think um, Taylor Puckett was in his limited motor, too. I believe so, yeah. It's it's pretty common, like, at Sonoya because oh, yeah. the track gets so slippery. Like, Michael Page, all most of the races he's won there have been with a 525. So yeah. that was pretty good. I remember he ran, uh, he won a super race at Talladega with a 525 in, too, didn't he? Yeah. That oh, Those oh, were, oh. yeah, those are all those. Oh, and while we're watching this, speaking of Talladega, they had a ultimate street stock challenge race. That actually, uh, I believe Hank Taylor and um, uh, what's the other boy's name? Caden Outlaw went and ran, and uh, they did decent. I believe Caden was 16th or 17th. Hank was, I believe, 10th. I'm not quite sure who won that one, but you look back here at the video or watch a Davis challenger for position there with Dalton cook right in front of them is Joseph Wayne Joyner. So, trying to break into the top. That, that's what I'm saying, bro. David was running into the fourth spot right there. Um, everybody's still chasing Zach Mitchell, who just kind of had it on cruise control at this point. Um, that's the thing about, about this place, dude, if, if you're on, you are locked down, you are on because I, we went and saw, I believe it was Ashton winger, uh, Brandon Overton one night, Clay, uh, Shane Clanton, dude. Those guys seem to be on a different level at this racetrack than everybody else. Like They just make it stick better than just about everybody else, and that's exactly how it looks like Mitchell is here uh, when he was racing with Ultimate Saturday night. He's, he's pulling up on uh, Brian Ledbetter, and they're right behind him. Look at that challenge, dude. Joseph Joyner, he was getting in there, man. Yeah, he he was charging forward but there at the end. Yeah, and, and David's right behind him trying to challenge um, the 44 of, of Dalton Cook, but Dalton said, uh-uh, not today, sir, and and kept just kept holding him right there, and then Clay Knight was getting in the mix. But, yeah, Joseph Joyner, she's showing it now, was, was on a tear trying to get to the backside of Zach Mitchell. As we are currently, what, 15 minutes into the 17-minute feature, and there you go, Matt, look at there. She's showing it right now. The White Knight, Clay Knight, was Dude, it, Clay, it took him a while to get there, but when he turned it on with about 20 laps to go, he was he was going to get around as many cars as he wanted to get around in that period of time. I can tell you that for sure. As we come in on the closing laps here, as uh, I believe... Definitely Knight, the hard charger, though. <laughs> yeah, he was de definitely, definitely the hard charger because he got in there and made his way right around Banjo as uh, David may have worn the tires out a little more than the Knight had. But you should, dude, look at these lap cars right in front of these guys, right in front of these guys, man. It, it was absolutely insane to watch as the white flag flew there for race leader, Zach Mitchell, as he would pilot off into turns one and two. Joyner was still there making a challenge, but just not enough for him to overcome kid quick on the night as the, the white flags taken out of the hand replaced by the checkered one. And Zach Mitchell wins his third ultimate race in a row. Again, that top five was Joseph Joyner coming home in the second spot. Third, I believe, went to Dalton Cook. Fourth to Clay Knight. Fifth went to Banjo. And, yeah, I'm hoping we're able to get back at, back at it with Ultimate or any other series. That track's so glad it's over. You Dang can, right, boy. You can almost read the Hoosier in the Hoosier letters <laughs> in the reflection <laughs> on the track. Dude, you are absolutely I'm sure right. in person gets crazy. Could. 
I'm sure in person you could. Well, you but. see the the gleam off the lights above, dude. Sonoya gets uh. nuts, like super dark. I I want them to take something and remove all the the red clay and put gumball on it. How crazy would that yeah. be? That'd you be think fun. people would go sliding off the track more than they do now? Uh, to begin with, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, dude. Me too. To be once, honest once with you, once everybody got used to it, I think it'd be all right. That hey, that kind of surface just provides you know a lot of good, fun, exciting racing. Dude, you're absolutely right. It does, but Matt, I heard you got to get uh rolling to get down to the beach to enjoy your yes, yes, your sir. week of vacation. So. I believe we're going to cut this episode here. Sorry, I was a little all over the place. Um, I'm not honestly feeling the best in the world, and Matt wasn't either, so we didn't really get into a whole lot uh, this past weekend. But this weekend got a big one coming up again at Sumter Speedway. Come see us. Come see me and Matt. Uh, tell us you listen to the podcast, and uh, I don't know. I, I might give you a chicken tender or something. I have no idea yet. But, yeah, come up, talk to us. Let us know how you're doing. But Does that deal uh, count for me, too? No, <laughs> you'll be there racing. You're already there. Don't don't come at me sideways with that one. But yeah, guys, for my co-host Matt Pritchin, I've been Ryan Williams. This has been episode number eleven or twelve, whichever one it is of Talking Dirt. We'll catch you next time. Peace out. See ya.